welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week, we're talking about the new album from Pillow Queens, a Dublin band who are one of our favorite discoveries at South by Southwest last month. The record is called Leave the Light On, and this song is called Be By Your Side. are one of those bands where I knew there had been some buzz about them and I hadn't listened to a lot of their material but they were appearing at uh, the Pace Magazine 20th anniversary day party when we were at South by Southwest and so we showed up early enough to see them pretty they were played very early in the day and we were just blown away by how great they were live and just their musicianship was so tight and it was just such a high energy set and so we were very excited to hear that this album will be coming out in the next few weeks yeah they are you know they were playing in a parking lot in the middle of the day in the hot heat that was kind of melting them as being from ireland but after they said they had just been traveling for like 24 hours to get to the u.s yeah and and so it, it felt they sounded really good but there was a certain amount of scrappiness given where they were playing and so to hear them now fully produced on this record and i guess this is their second album after their first that was basically self-produced and self or self-released at least and two eps before that they've yeah. actually been around since 2016 yeah they've been kicking around but yeah they, they put out their first album during the pandemic back in 2020 and so now this their second pandemic record and what really strikes me listening to this record and this song in particular is how big they sound like they're sw- swinging for the rafters they're like yeah we can play an arena with this that kind of guitar sound that Got me a little bit of the, some kind of that has that sort of like U2 mysticism. I'm not going to try and repeat it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just had to be there. But and then that drum sound is really bombastic. Mm-hmm. But I like how varied it is where there's a lot of this just super heavy kick drum and then these kind of galloping drum sounds. And then we hear these more just kind of like super aggressive snare drum. And it's 
often this single drum sound that really dominates, but then it kind of rotates through the different drum sounds mm-hmm. over the course of the song. So it's always varied, but always really bombastic. This is like, they want to play an arena with this. And that's the sound of us playing the next song, which is called The Wedding Band. starts with such a great pair of songs that are really high energy and really have this sense of reaching out for a set you know for a sense of transcendence and the solidarity of being in a band together and they're really positive and energetic and they're both such great showcases for the lead singer Pamela Connolly who just has this real richness to her voice as well as I think a real charm where I think in an interview she said she originally tried to sing with an American accent and had a teacher convince her like, no, find your own voice and sing with that Irish accent. And so there's this wonderful, like where she sings tighter as kind of toiter and it's very charming. And I think it, it, it really elevates the band to claim their identity. Yeah. Connolly and the lead guitarist, whose name is Kathy McGinnis and is kind of like the person who put the band together in a way, have known each other since they were 15 and Connolly had kind of given up on on music when they started this band just because she had been in a number of different bands that never really went that far and you know Ireland was kind of going into a recession and so you know was focusing on finding a job and all that and um, McGinnis kind of convinced her to start this and um, the rest is history. Yeah that this so yeah, and they are making music where I said her voice shines I think there's still some nice little processing on her voice but it's really subtle and I think, again, they're just kind of going to this like very 80s well, whereas I said, oh, that first song had, gave me kind of U2 vibes. I feel like her vocals here almost gave me like a Bruce Springsteen vibe. Like it's really, they're standing on the shoulders of giants and making music that's very personal. And they all sing, which I always like in bands. And in fact, um, uh, Sarah Corcoran, who's p- plays well, they trade off bass. Yeah, okay, sorry. I was going to say bass, but I think I've seen her play guitar as well. But yeah, she sings on some of the songs and then they all do backing vocals. And um, so that's really nice. But Con- Connolly does the most most vocals on most of the songs and she's got such a charming, interesting, strong voice. And I think it really comes through in the next song we'll play, which is called Hearts and Minds. Mm-hmm. 
As we were listening to this record to prepare for the podcast, I kept getting stuck in my head. It's just so catchy and so like it just swinging for the fences. It's such a big song. Yeah, I think it really has such a propulsive energy. And I think this is one of the first examples of something I see throughout here where they see the power of repetition, where it's like if you've got a really great line, just go with it. And so we hear this at the end of the chorus, this you came to worship, but the godless kind, which is such an evocative phrase and then that kind of just keeps coming up and up and up and then at the end of every course and then in the bridge they sort of it becomes this mantra that is really engaging and it's like yeah I'm not it I'm not quite sure what it means but it really pulls me into their world yeah I think this is a, a great example too of kind of the voice in their lyrics which is I, I think a very kind of self-aware these are four queer women living in a very catholic country where you know, they're still a little bit backward, but who are comfortable with themselves, even if being somewhat self-conscious. And this is such a great song about what it means to like be a performer and be in the spotlight when maybe you feel kind of self, that makes you feel very self-conscious and it's so genuine, but also it has such a confidence to it at the same time. Yeah, I think this is a really well-sequenced album because I think we get this, starts off with these three tracks that I think make a nice little trilogy of like, oh, I want to be like uninhibited and free. Oh, I want to find solidarity with my bandmates. Oh, you know, now they're actually performing. Maybe I'm a little insecure. And it really tells the story, each one by itself and then together, all the more powerful. And I think this song in particular also captures their story of you know, having been around since 2016 and just kind of playing local gigs. And then last year when they released their first uh, LP, it got a lot of critical attention and they played on the um, a popular British talk show. My The name is escaping me now. James Corden. Well, James Corden does the Late Late Show that's, after uh, he's on the US. One. He's not British. He's a British man in the US. And he's, <laughs> oh. he's on After Colbert. And yeah, he's been a real booster because well, I think from we'll the edit first all time, this out. Yeah, they played. But anyway, they played <laughs> they, they played the Late Late Show with James Corden after their first record came out. And then I think just last month they played again. OK, let me finish. Yeah. But so anyway, after their first record came out, they really kind of broke through and got a lot of attention and. Um, you know, I think it was Connolly said in an interview that COVID is maybe a mixed blessing for them because even though they couldn't really tour for their first record, there were fewer releases coming out and maybe they wouldn't have gotten the attention if they if there had been more lost in the shuffle. And in fact, they had to self-release their first album because they got told by a number of labels that, um, you know, they already had four. Uh, they already had some all girl, one all girl group on the roster. So, you know. Yes, and how many all-male groups, I wonder. <laughs> 
but anyway so this is you can kind of feel like they're they are feeling the sense of kind of breaking out and reaching a larger larger audience and that's the sound that comes across on this record and in this song in particular yeah so after i said these these three songs that i think are very thematically and sonically cohesive i'm kind of glad that they take a very different tack uh, switching vocalists to Sarah Corker and taking lead and a very different sound on this next track. It's called House That Sailed Away. I'm taking leaps between this year and last Been a full spin, came around so fast Nobody told me that this was the hard part Wasting away, cooking meals for a sore heart And nobody said you'd still bring me flowers You're pretty strong for someone with no power And nobody asked the time or the day that you left That you sailed away She learned to talk before you Have you still got nothing to say? After these three songs that are all pretty rocking, we get this, I mean, I kind of feel like a ballad where it's uh, a much lighter, kind of wispier vocal. It slows way down. It's in 6-8, so it has this almost like waltzy vibe to it. And it's instead of these seemingly universal themes of, you know, transcendence and togetherness and getting through insecurities, it's a breakup song. Or so it seems, but I love that this band can't leave leave that alone. And so I think it does end up transcending that by the end. Yeah, there, we had a lot of trouble finding credits for the individual songs on this record. But I believe that is Sarah Corcoran, who's the other kind of main, I would say, secondary vocalist. Um, she does the lead vocals on maybe a third of the song. Yeah, that's so that's a little bit of speculation. Hope I didn't get that wrong. But yeah, from the I don't think they <laughs> well, played. I, I was the one who would have gotten it wrong. Well, so. I don't think we I, I don't think we played. I think I said I think I said her name as well <laughs> before we came in. So we're both guilty. No, I, I don't think we saw them play this live. So I'm speculating a little, but it is a nice change of pace. I think it's a it's not as strong a voice, but it is really pretty. And it does bring a very different energy right here as we kind of come into the middle of the album. Yeah, and Connolly's got an incredible voice, but having some variation and then having all the other members on backing vocals. And, you know, there are some kind of almost acapella parts where they all sing on this record. And I just really like that variation in the vocals. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, even when asked about this song and they say like, oh, yeah, they don't describe it as a breakup song. They describe it as, oh, it's just a relationship turning from romantic to platonic, which is like, yeah, actually not hating the person and as a, the transcendence is sort of, hey, I obviously what you're looking for was not me. So I hope you find what you're looking for. And so it is that positive message, even as it's very sad. So the next song we'll play is called Well Kept Wife. I make sure that I always see the time, the changing of the leaves. Neighbors wave hello to me. And so I know it's spring. I can't breathe, it's the time of year A few months in and I crave that fear A lesson learnt, a life well spent And so I vow to go No one's seen or heard from me in a while now I'm not doing better, but I'm a child now To please the wolves, I'll bite 
sure who is doing lead vocals on this song and i'm not entirely sure what it's about it's a little bit opaque but it's so evocative and i love the the refrain of no one's seen and heard from me her heard from me in a while now i'm not doing better but i have a child now which is so mysterious yeah i mean they've talked about the song and said like hey we live this kind of crazy life of a band and so sometimes when you're out there with a chaotic life you might think it'd be nice to have just kind of a white picket fence existence and so this is this really pretty harrowing kind of like oh this is horrible i'm trapped and can't get out and i'm basically stuck doing all the emotional labor for some unnamed bad person yeah and yeah that that nobody's seen seen heard her seen for me seen or heard from me in quite some time and then just all this litany of all the work she's doing and somebody waters the plants like it's really heartbreaking and the um that sliding kind of guitar line is really different it sets it apart from the other songs and that it has a very different feel it's almost like a it almost feels like a, a steel pedal guitar yeah well it has this real trapped energy and even i love in that uh, middle of that sort of verse verse that we heard there's this kind of weird overtone arpeggio that just feels so spacey and then it returns directly back to being more trapped and so it is this you just this you get the sense we're just kind of banging on the walls of her prison in this song yeah it's a, it has a repetitive feel too yeah and so we we go from that i think to a more universal still pretty dark next track it's called no good woman all these men you've been working for all of them treat you so well they're whining they dying on your back so much that they stay upon your neck as well spreading yourself so thin so you bend now they want you to bend spending all your hopes and dreams on the So talked about it earlier in the album there being a trilogy of songs and i feel like this is the middle of a trilogy with well-kept wife and the following track where it's really this sort of different flavors of being trapped so there was being trapped in domesticity and here it's kind of being trapped in capitalism mm. and how demoralizing that is that you're just struggling to get by and meet impossible standards and you will fail and the band charmingly described this as a song about sisyphus <laughs> Sisyphus in being a woman or what was the meaning behind that? I think in just that you're stuck in this situation where you can't win, you're basically in 
debt and just wage slavery and you will never get out and just kind of struggling along in the society that says you're not good enough, but keep trying and you somehow persevere and keep going anyway. Yeah, I think a lot of these songs have the feeling of, you know, coming from the perspective of being the underdog, but without feeling, without complaining about your situation, but feeling like, you know, you're the underdog and like you're you're still trying your best. Yeah. And I think here the underdog, I mean, you're really under being ground under, but yeah, still sticking with it. Uh, and maybe sonically, I like that something that, you know, I've talked a lot about the guitars and drums on this record. And then I feel like Well-Kept Wife and No Good Woman, suddenly the bass becomes very prominent. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh yeah, they actually, the bass is, I mean, and it's obviously they trade off on bass, but it's like, okay, when they want to have a kind of fun bass line, they can do that too. So it's it's got a great energy and it's, even if it's sad, like, uh, yeah, there, it is a, a good energy that comes into, I think, one of the most emotionally rough uh, songs on the album, but with its own hope, and it's called Historia. that guitar bit at the end at the end of what we played there because Kathy McGinnis who's the lead guitarist doesn't do a lot of showing off on this record but she's apparently the most technically trained one of the band and she she studied music in school and she's clearly a very strong guitarist but none of them really you know you don't see anybody hogging the spotlight and this is just one moment where we really get the spotlight on the guitar yeah, I think it's really great to get one good guitar solo here, although even then also flavored up with this kind of weird piano tinkler, just kind of extra madness. Like there's not enough chaos in here. Let's take it up a notch. Uh, I also like how the drummer is able to shine here where, you know, I think the vocals here in the verses are so kind of high and wispy. And I thought like, oh, is that going to be one of the other vocalists? And that's, I think, with the, the it's still the, Pamela Connolly, the usual uh, lead singer, but then with 
the drummer, Rachel Lyons, on backing to give it that kind of extra lightness. And it sounds really cool. I also like in that drum solo where there's, or rather in the guitar solo, there's a really like, I think she doesn't get too flashy on the cymbals on most of the songs here, but there's a nice kind of really melodic cymbal use in there that's really fun to hear. So I like that they're able to stretch out here. Uh, and I like, I always like the the non 4-4 song. So this is another 6-8 that's uh, just adds that extra bit of off-kilterness to it. And I describe this as being the third in a trilogy where it's like here, it's sort of like, oh, you're in kind of this mundane stuff of just like, oh, I'm just kind of driving around and making coffee and ordinary things. But then it becomes this transcendence and that, you know, you can be the historian of these ordinary moments in your life. And that's, I don't know, it feels very encouraging to me. It's interesting. I heard it as kind of the how a couple has their roles in the relationship and like one of them makes the coffee and one of them's the historian just like you wash the dishes and i walk the dogs it's, a, it's open to interpretation yeah well i love yeah none of these songs are super down the middle and i love the interview where they're asked about these and this was i think put up by upset magazine i want to give credit for them to actually track down the band but I think some bands really go into excruciating detail. And I think here they're very good about just saying, well, this was kind of a feeling and we're just kind of suggesting chaos. And this is just like, oh, this is about finding love and there's mundane and chaos and calm. And it, yeah, they, they, I think they do a good job of s describing where they were at without just nailing every detail down and leaving it yeah. open to interpretation, which I appreciate. Yeah, one of my favorite songwriters, John Roderick, always talks about how he doesn't like to explain what a song is about when someone asks him because it's like the song is a complete work in itself and it's like what you get from it is what it's about for you. Well, what I get from this is just the insane energy and it feels, yeah, I think triumphant after a couple of real downer songs and I feel like we're coming into the end of the album and it's good to go and kind of find some hope, find some new energy. Yeah, you said the the album was very well sequenced, and I agree with that. And I I like the fact that they're they're the last song on the record called "Try Try Try," is really just kind of uplifting, and it's one where they all sing, and it has this kind of spirit of optimism that I think is a great note to end on. Yeah, although it does start, I think, with one of the most um, this. I, I've been holding myself back from calling out every clever and amazing lyric on this record, but I love that that starts with like, a, I'm not fooling anyone but my own damn self, which is, and delivered so perfectly with the timing where it's like, I'm not fooling anyone. I'm not fooling anyone but my own damn self. And it's like, yeah. oh, but yeah. then she's still getting past that. It's like, yeah, we all stumble. We all get trapped in our own kind of mental cycles, but you can get past that and, Maybe it didn't go, you know, I think there's another line here. It's like, you, today it didn't go your way, mm -hmm. but, you know, you keep trying. And that's yeah. that's the great message to take from this record. Yeah, so we'll go out with this song. And again, we've been discussing Pillow Queens, which is a four-piece from Dublin. And this is their second LP. It's called Leave the Light On. I keep wanting to say Leave the Lights On, but it is indeed Leave the Light On. I had to double check. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. I'm not fooling anyone but not fooling anyone but not fooling anyone but my own damn self I can't promise
member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.